All right, Central Vineyard, we are going to spend a few minutes this morning talking about uh, the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to be looking in Matthew. Um, before we get into that, I'd love to pray. Um, but as I mentioned, it is the season of Lent, which is a really amazingly wonderful season on the church calendar. Every single year, we 40 days before Easter, we as a, as a global community, the church takes time to uh, reflect and look inward and seek out the grace of God that we need personally in our own lives. The good God who loves us is never short on grace. The Lord loves us so much, adores us, and... Um, Lent is a really wonderful time to touch base with that in a fresh way. So revitalize. We are um, praying for a revitalization of our faith. And one aspect of that that I absolutely love um, is the really actually actual inability that us humans have to love our enemies. But we can, through God's grace, grow in loving our enemies. Um, before we dive in, I'm going to say a prayer. Please join me. Oh, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lord. I pray blessing, Lord, on this beautiful community this morning. Will you revitalize us, God? Will you come, Holy Spirit? Will you give us power, God, to love everyone? Give us power, Lord, to receive love from you and to love everyone, enemies included, in our lives, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for your word, your beautiful word that is such an encouragement to us. Help us, God, um, to be nourished by it. I just thank you, Jesus. You taught us, Lord, that a person cannot live on bread alone but on every word that proceeds from your mouth, from the, the mouth of God. So we just commit this time to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. So we are talking about loving our enemies this morning, and I want to present the idea of a centered set view of, of enemy love. And uh, a lot of you will will uh, recognize and um, uh, kind of remember that language because Jeff and I use it here and there. Centered set theology is um, kind of the opposite of black and white thinking. It is um, oftentimes people of faith will present ideas like you are either a person of faith or you are not. You are in or you are out. And Jeff and I, and a lot of theologians that we really uh, respect, tend to think, as opposed to black and white thinking, we tend to think in centered set thinking, which is very simply put, if you imagine, like I said, you are either inside the set or you are outside of the set, if you think instead as a goal being whatever it is that you want to do, your, uh, oftentimes we think of it as Christ is the center. 
and we are not either inside or out of the set, but we are instead moving in a direction that is towards the goal being Christ. So, um, one, one way that, uh, that helps me to understand this is the religious folks that were surrounding Jesus during his lifetime here on earth were, um, very, very religious and outside they presented very much like they would be kind of close to God or close to Jesus. But in reality, they were very far. They were on the trajectory that was away from the goal that was Christ. And those who were, um, who, who you wouldn't think of as being, t uh, more like Jesus were closer to him. The thieves and the prostitutes and the, um, the criminals and the people that, that were, uh, kind of, um, not, not in the, not in the, um, religious set were closer, in fact, to Jesus's heart because they were moving towards him. They saw their need for, for him and they, they were moving towards him. So that's what we think of a centered set. It's journey thinking and also trajectory thinking. Um, so that's the way we're going to think about loving our enemies today. We are going to think about where, where are we on the journey? Not have we arrived yet because, um, I personally think that that's an impossibility to be perfect in this way. Um, so, uh, another idea that we're going to talk about is how we love difficult people, the difficult humans in our lives, particularly family members, is in fact a measure of our faith. That's a little bit scary, right? <laughs> um, because your family tends to get the raw feed of who you are. They tend to see the real you way more than people who are outside of your family. Um, but, but let's allow, let's, let's give, um, a minute to thinking about our family members and how we love them being a measure of our faith. And I think that'll be really challenging for us. So we're going to be talking about being empowered to love everyone, enemies included. I am going to read, this is Matthew 5, starting in verse 43. Father, bless the reading of your word. Jesus says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons and daughters of your father in heaven. Whew. That is really a tough passage. Um, Jesus goes on to say, he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? And then Jesus says, be perfect therefore as your heavenly father is perfect. A very tough teaching indeed. Um, and I would propose the idea that 
loving of one's enemy is probably the toughest work that a person can ever do in their lifetime. Loving someone who has hurt you is, we are not wired for that. We are wired as human beings for self-preservation and we are wired, we are wired for defensiveness um, because God created us that way. Um, we are, God's interested in us surviving. Um, and so I would say that God really has a lot of grace and understands us. Um, he is very gracious with us. As we said at the beginning um, this, this morning, his grace never runs out for us. There is always more. So this is an incredibly difficult thing for us to do. And I am personally being challenged in my life in this area right now, um, probably in a very, very acute way, more than I have been in a lot of years. So I am on the journey with all of you, my, my precious friends. And I wanted to share with you just a couple of very practical um, first steps and kind of, I'm gonna call them holy habits that have helped me. And then I would like us to end with um, some imaginative prayer and then we're gonna have communion. So it's gonna be short and sweet this morning. So um, tangible first steps and some holy habits that I engage with that have helped me with this. Um, prayers that I find to be very helpful that I have been praying as of late to help me with this have been um, two prayers. Firstly, I try to engage with um, if I'm not ready to forgive, which I think is perfectly normal, a lot of us, especially, and Jeff has mentioned this before, if someone hurts me, it's one thing, but if someone hurts the one that I love, it's sometimes even harder to forgive that person. Um, and yeah, so I just wanna acknowledge that, um, yeah, this is incredibly difficult and not easy work. And we can have lots of grace for ourselves and because God has it for us. Um, a prayer that I find to be a helpful first step, two of them, like I mentioned. Firstly, I often say to the Lord, Lord, I am not able to forgive this person who has hurt me. I just am not able to forgive right now. But... I am able to see the own, um, see my own bitterness. Like I sometimes will recognize my own bitterness. Like if I think about a person and the, um, the thing that comes to my mind immediately is anger, um, or wishing, I hate to admit this, but wishing that person harm, that is obviously not a place where we want to be. Um, it's not a place where you are free. And that's the thing about forgiveness is that it sets us free. It is such a wonderful thing to be free. And um, going back to remembering the fact that we are on a journey. This is, we can be 
on the trajectory, but not yet arrived. And that is perfectly fine because sometimes it takes a long time to forgive. Um, and to be on the road is a, is a good thing. So Lord, I'm not able to forgive, but Lord, I recognize that the thing that comes up out of my heart when I think about an incident or when I think about the person who has hurt me or my loved one, I recognize that my bitterness, I recognize that as wrong. And Lord, will you forgive me? Will you forgive me and cleanse me for my, for my bitterness? Um, that has very much helped me in my life. And I'm actually working on that currently with uh, a couple people in my life that I love, but that I need to forgive. Um, so that's my first step to just confess my bitterness as sin. Lord, I, for, I ask you to forgive me of my bitterness. Um, and then secondly, this is a good one. Father, forgive this person. If she knew, Lord, what she was doing, she wouldn't do it. Lord, Father, forgive this person. They don't know what they're doing. Not only that, but if this person knew how very much you love them, they would not behave this way. My beautiful friend, Daniel Heck, reminded me of that this week. He and I were talking and he just said, I truly believe, so beautiful, almost brings tears to my eyes. I truly believe that if this person knew, Lord, how loved they are by you, they wouldn't behave this way. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So those are kind of my two um, good first steps towards forgiveness that helped me. The first steps on holy habits. Lord, I'm not able to forgive, but I recognize bitterness as wrong. Please forgive me. And then secondly, Father, will you forgive this person? They don't know what they're doing. It's a very, um, very compassionate, which I think is good because um, that is what Jesus gives to us. Jesus always gives us compassion, you guys. Jesus looks at us and loves us and has compassion. And he would ask us to do the same. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, and I also was going to say that um, inviting another person into this process is always very helpful for me. If you are able, if there's someone in your life that you trust enough to call and say, or say, hey, will you meet me up for a walk and say, I need to confess some things and I want you to pray for me as I'm trying to forgive. That is always very, very helpful for me. Okay, so we are gonna take a few minutes, guys, and end with um, some imaginative prayer. And just, just actually, I'm just gonna ask you to bow your heads and um, I'm gonna ask you some questions and I'm gonna ask you guys to be honest before the Lord. And then we're gonna have some communion together. 
Um, bow your heads with me if you if you feel comfortable with that. You can close your eyes, you can keep them open. Whatever you wanna do is great. Um, quiet your heart if you're able. Your house might be a, a place filled with life and activity and that's okay. Uh, as much as you're able, um, quiet your heart and quiet your body. Allow yourself to be still. And just take a couple deep breaths. Holy Spirit, we just invite you, God, during this time. Open up, Lord, my precious brothers and sisters' imaginations. Holy Spirit, bless our imaginations, Lord, to pay attention to what your Holy Spirit wants us to pay attention to. Thank you, Lord. So, my friends, Are there any people in your life that the Holy Spirit would bring just names to you that when you think about them, you just think, I don't like this person. I don't like this person. This person has hurt me. This person is potentially maybe an ugly person interpersonally and has hurt you or taken something from you, or hurt someone that you care about? Is there someone or are there people, maybe one or two names of somebody that you just think, I don't like this person? Who are these people? Who are the people who have potentially wronged you? Um, who is it today that you would say, this is a person who are my enemies that I don't trust? Um, I just want to ask the Holy Spirit to give you guys creative imagination about um, taking the first step towards forgiveness of this person, of these people. Actively choosing to hand these people to the Lord, to trust these people who are actually precious to God. Hand them to God. Let them go. And I would just encourage you also, I want to say that hurts and pain that you have been through in your life very much matters to God. It matters to God and it matters to your community, what you have been through. Um, I want to ask the question, have you prayed for this person? Because Jesus in Matthew 5 says, pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who hurt you. Have you done anything to actively love this person? Have you done anything to bless this person? These things are extremely dif difficult and they go against our nature. But have you done anything to love this person? And I would just encourage you guys to um, listen to the Holy Spirit 
Is there anything that the Holy Spirit is asking you to do as far as a next step? Maybe it's as simple as getting together with a friend and confessing some of this stuff and talking about it. Um, maybe it's doing something to bless the person that's hurt you. Yeah, but maybe that's not an option. If the person is dangerous, I do not encourage you to get together with someone uh, and open yourself up to abuse. That's not, that's not what I would suggest. If someone is abusive to you, do not um, feel that you need to reconcile with them because it takes two people. It takes someone else's, that, that other person's heart to soften in order for there to be reconciliation. And if that hasn't happened, then you can forgive them and not uh, not be around them. But you can do work in your own heart to forgive, right? Thank you, Lord. Well, amen. Thank you guys so much for joining me in that, um, in that very important work of forgiving and taking first steps. So we're just gonna end with some communion. Um, what a privilege it is to um, be with be with you guys and to be able to share the word of God together with you, precious friends. I just want to encourage you that loving of enemies, I said it earlier, is it is serious justice work and it is painstaking work. It goes against every fiber of our self-preserving um, beings. <laughs> And God gives us more grace. So God bless you.